the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And I hope your uh, weekend was a good one. I had a great weekend. Did a little bit of early, early, early spring cleaning. When the missus at home asks, you come through for it. And then uh, yesterday we had a great day, great day of worship. Uh, I made something special for dinner yesterday, Russ. You'll like this. I did a a rotisserie tasting chicken in the slow cooker yesterday i i put it in at seven in the morning when we got back from church uh, about uh 12 45 it was done and it was pretty doggone good had gotta like it it was all rubbed down with uh, brown sugar and chili pepper how's that sound that sounds pretty good i did the same thing with a uh with a pork loin and, all right uh, I didn't. I didn't put the brown sugar on there, but uh, chili powder, some cayenne, sage, uh, salt, pepper, onion powder, some garlic powder, and just kind of let it roast in the. It's in fact, it's still on warm right now in the in the crock pot. I mean, the bottom line is this: this is why we get along so well because we like to eat. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, that, uh, yes, I do like to eat. I don't need to eat any more than I do, but dang. Yeah, I understand. Well, it's a Monday. We've got a lot to get to on the show today. We're going to start off with Phil Kirpin. Phil is the uh, president of, of American Commitment. Uh, AmericanCommitment.org is their website. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, uh, tax reform package and the great things that came out of it. And then in the second half hour of uh, this first hour, uh, we're going to talk with the producer of the movie War Room, and uh, talk to them. He was here in Little Rock on Saturday. Got time to sit down and talk to him by phone and uh, had a great uh, interview. Want to play that back for you. The uh, insurance commissioner will be here uh, on the uh, second hour. Alan Kerr will sit down with us here in the studio. We'll hear what he has to say about what's happening as far as insurance in the state of Arkansas. He says we're in really good shape. That was his message to me, so we'll talk about it. Uh, four o'clock, uh, conduit for action is going to be on with us. And at five o'clock, Robert Steinbach will join us. The uh, professor of law from over at the Bowen school of law at UALR. So we'll be talking to him in the final hour. So full crew today, full, full, uh, you know, we just got all kinds of stuff to talk about. So let's start it off with Phil. Phil, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. By the way, you're going to be at CPAC this year? Uh, you know, they haven't asked me to speak at anything yet, so I don't know. I'll probably head over there at some point. I usually do. Well, when you're nice if they would invite me to speak, it's, uh, you know, when you have a thousand speakers at an event and you don't invite me, what what kind of message am I supposed to take? I gotcha. Hey, here's the key. You could speak and all you got to do is talk this uh, particular release that I've seen that you've done about what the tax cuts and jobs act, uh, has done for the American public. It's done great things. Has it not? I'm pretty excited. I mean, Dave, we're still seeing every single day another huge announcement, uh, you know, left and right. I mean, right, right in, uh, right, 
Right in your state there, I saw Mount Air announced last week that they're doing bonuses and the bigger 401k increase for every single one of their employees. We're seeing this in state after state after state, company after company after company. It's like a real-time refutation of everything that the liberals say about how tax savings for businesses won't be passed on because we're seeing a new press release or two every single day showing that they are. And uh, the individual side, the tax cuts for individuals, they're just starting to hit because the IRS put the new guidance out and they told employers to do it uh, by February 15th. So some companies have already done it, but a lot more are going to be doing it in the next couple of weeks. So people are going to see their tax bite go down, their take-home pay go up. Plus, a lot of people are making more money, so their uh, pre-tax income is also going up. I've been very excited with what we've seen uh, in the first couple of months of this. Yeah, and and the Democrats, have, you know, they've tried to paint this as, you know, Armageddon, basically. I mean, that's what Pelosi said. And the bottom line is that they keep saying crumbs, crumbs for the the American worker. But to the average American worker, $250, $300 extra a month, plus maybe a $1,000 bonus. Uh, and then when you look at what you're going to get next year, when you get uh, your you know money back from your taxes, people are going to be pretty doggone happy, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. You know, look, it varies. Uh, it varies, obviously, depending on your exact situation. But, uh, you know, an average employee, uh, when the withholding is reset, is looking at something like $50 higher take-home pay every couple of weeks. Uh, and Nancy Pelosi says that's crumbs and nobody's going to notice. I beg to differ. I think it's going to be very noticeable. And, uh, you know, that's just the tax cut for individuals. As we said, you know, a lot of people are also getting bonuses and raises because of the tax cuts uh, on the business side. And so mm-hmm. this is a... Uh, very big positive for a lot of people. And the, the other sort of interesting thing from a political standpoint is the Democrats and the media convinced everyone their taxes were going up. And of course, that wasn't true. So now reality is going to sort of, uh, you know, come as a wake up call for a lot of people who thought they were getting higher taxes and, in fact, they're getting lower taxes. It's going to be interesting, sort of, what the consequences of that are for uh, some of the Democrats and the media who lied about this bill when it was moving through the process. Have you noticed the positives from the American people? Uh, as they've been being polled about this, when it was passed, it was like 37% were up behind it. Then, uh, after a couple of weeks, it went up to 46%. And I, the last thing I saw, it had not, it had nudged itself over 50% and was still, uh, gaining traction. The president's uh, positives have gone up as well. Uh, you know, they're understanding that they were, they were sold a bill of goods by the Democrats. Yeah, you know, when you go totally over the top and just tell all kinds of crazy lies about a bill, you're you're sort of uh, wagering that you'll actually be able to stop it from passing, right? Because if they stopped it from passing, they'd be able to dance on its grave and claim credit for stopping all these horrible things and so forth. But when it actually passes... Okay, when Republicans can sort of tune out the noise and the media and everything else and get the thing done... uh, then it sort of all turns around. All those lies become unsustainable. You know, you can't convince half the American people their taxes are going up when they're staring at a paycheck and they see the taxes went down. And so, yeah, I think that reality, these stories day after day after day of uh, companies passing on the uh, business tax cut and uh, and uh, the people starting to see the individual side tax cut is uh, causing exactly what you highlighted in the opinion data. And I think it's going to move even more over the next month because, you know, by the end of February, pretty much everybody who draws a paycheck in the country is going to see the tax bite go down as the withholding tables reset. And so that's, you know, I mean, I, what I've been saying is, you know, are you going to believe the Democrats or your own lying paycheck? Well, yeah. I mean, I think most people are going to believe their own paycheck. And so it's going to be, I think, uh, it's going to turn into a very strong positive. 
for Republicans, notwithstanding how bad the uh, polling was uh, at the time they passed it. Well, a lot of great things have come out about this, uh, Phil. Phil Kirpin is our guest president, America Commitment, uh, AmericaCommitment.org, the uh, website. So we've got three positives out of this uh, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. We got to cutting taxes. We've been talking about that. But then they repealed the Obamacare mandate, and then they did something else that was very, very important when they boosted American energy production. Why don't you start with that second one, repealing the Obamacare mandate, why that's important, and then you can move on into American energy production as well. Well, I mean, it's huge. The uh, the individual mandate is sort of the corrupt, beating heart of Obamacare. Uh, it was unconstitutional as a mandate, but of course, uh, just Chief Justice Roberts rescued it by rewriting the law and calling it a tax. It's the most hated part of the law, and uh, they've zeroed it out. Uh, oddly, not for 2018, but for 2019, which I, I find a little bit bizarre. But in any event, as of 2019, uh, there still, in theory, will be a mandate on the book saying you've got to have Obamacare qualified insurance. However, instead of a penalty that would be the greater of $695 or 2.5% of adjusted gross income, the penalty starting in 2019 will be $0. And so the mandate is essentially meaningless. They say you've got to do it or else pay a fine of $0. Well, that that effectively means that you've got no more mandate. And, uh, you know, this is a tax that fell overwhelmingly on middle income and down. Uh, 79% of people who paid this tax the most recent year we have data for made less than $50 thousand dollars and so this was essentially a tax on people who couldn't afford Obamacare uh, they still didn't have insurance and now they're they're paying a uh, penalty tax for, for not being able to afford Obamacare and uh, it doesn't solve all the problems in health care obviously because Obamacare is still there there's still all the rules and regulations all the subsidies and so forth but what it does do is it says that um, basically Obamacare is voluntary instead of mandatory you're not going to be punished for not buying into it and that's a big deal the other thing that I think is really significant and hasn't gotten that much attention is it means that the deregulatory efforts inside the Trump administration, the rules we're seeing on things like association health plans from the Department of Labor, uh, short-term limited duration insurance from HHS, that rule should be done soon. It means those options become legitimate, viable options for people, whereas if you had to buy one of these other options and then also owe the penalty tax for not being in Obamacare, it's hard to see how those really would be uh, good choices for people. And so I think it's going to open up the space, open up the possibility uh, for a lot of reform to bring other non-Obamacare policies back to market and, and have people be able to buy them without having to pay a penalty. You know, you you talk about uh, ANWR, by the way, and I, I really want to spend some time on this because there has been so much BS uh, pushed out about, uh, about drilling in Alaska. Uh, the way that they drill now is totally different from what it was back in the late 60s, early 70s, using ice pads, ice roads and all the rest, being able to go in and drop one well and uh, horizontally uh, drill into the surrounding area and uh, get the oil out of the ground. And and then when they pack it down and move out, the pads all uh, just defrost and go away. They melt. They're not there anymore. And no damage is done at all. Let's talk about ANWR because this is going to boost our American energy production hugely. 
Yeah, this is a this is a massive victory uh, for American energy, and this is uh, something we've been trying to do, you know, really since 1980. Uh, we talk about the 1002 area of Anwar, which is the area that's designated for oil and gas production. It's called the 1002 area because it was Section 1002 of a bill that passed in 1980 that originally designated that area for oil and gas production, and uh, it's been blocked over and over again by environmental extremists. Uh, it was finally passed through the House and Senate in 1995. Bill Clinton vetoed it. Then it was passed in the House a bunch of times over the uh, following decade, but never in the Senate. And then 05, it finally passed the Senate, and it got blocked in the House. Mm-hmm. And so it's been one of these things. We've just been trying to do it forever, and we've always run into this resistance uh, from the, the uh, these environmentalist groups who basically lie about what we're talking about. They say it's this pristine, critical wilderness full of biodiversity that will be disrupted and all these sorts of things that, you know, first of all, it's basically frozen tundra. There's very little wildlife of any kind because it's in the Arctic Circle. Um, But second, we're talking about a 2,000-acre development area in a 20-million-acre refuge. Wait, I want to stop you. Repeat that to everybody. 2,000-acre development footprint in a 20-million-acre refuge is what we're talking about. Yeah, it's not like we're talking about drilling, you know, putting in quadri- you know, quadrillion uh, oil derricks all across uh, Alaska's frozen tundra. That's not the case at all. No, it's a very limited area, and of course, you know, as you pointed out, with the technology we have now, we can reach a very vast resource through through a small footprint on the yep. surface, and uh, it is believed to be a vast resource. I mean, the last comprehensive look at this is, is was pretty long ago, it was back in the late 80s, but the USGS found that there's about 10 billion barrels of recoverable oil, and, you know, it's probably even more than that, of course, because that was an outdated methodology. Uh, they thought back then that it could produce 1.5 million barrels a day. Uh, that's probably a low-ball estimate at this point, but, you know, let's, let's go with that. Um, that's more than total U.S. imports from Saudi Arabia. So we're talking about a massive resource, and, you know, it's interesting. Whenever oil prices shoot up and they're high and we're paying $4 at the pump and we say we really need to open up Alaska for production, what do the liberal groups do? They say, oh, well, it would take too long to get the oil, so it wouldn't do anything. Well, we need to get moving on this stuff now, not wait until we have another acute price shock, and then they can say, oh, well, it'll take too long, which mm-hmm. is what they've done every single time. Yeah, what are they saying? How how long do they think they, it will take them to get this uh, onto the market? What five years, maybe? Well, you know, the the green groups always say it'll take ten years, mostly because they plan to sue everyone and sell sure. everything and block everything. Um, you know, I would hope that that President Trump could get it done by the end of this term, or at least by the end of his second term. Uh, but you know, I think. If the oil's not flowing and you've got a Democrat in the White House, they're going to do anything and everything they can to to get out of it and block it. And so there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of a rush on to to get it going. Yeah, well, that'll be up to the Congress. They'll have to get to get it going. They know they've got a president that supports them. They just need to get it done. And I'm I'm sure we got uh, Murkowski's vote on this, right? From from Alaska. Yeah, that was kind of the genius. The genius of putting this in the tax reform bill it was quite a brilliant move by Mitch McConnell, I think, is, uh, you know, it turned Lisa Murkowski from somebody we would have had to constantly worry about to, like, the strongest supporter of the bill. Because <laughs> she knew she had Anwar put in there. So, yeah. you know, McConnell basically gave her a title of the bill to write in her committee. And, uh, you know, we had the main tax reform title that was, you know, a couple hundred pages. And then we had her title, which was like five pages long. And it was just Anwar. And it, uh, it turned her into, you know, kind of the strongest 
strongest supporter of the bill. So it was very smart in terms of getting the thing passed. And uh, the, what I loved about it is, you know, he sort of cemented her support with something we wanted anyway, instead of some liberal thing. So it was pretty great uh, strategy, I thought, that they included in the tax reform bill. All right. Well, Phil, I got you about, about three more minutes. So let me ask this question. The uh, president does his State of the Union uh, message tomorrow night. I'm sure you knew that I would ask you this, but what do you think he's going to say? And uh, what do you hope that he says? Well, I think there's going to be a major focus on uh, touting the benefits of the tax reform bill. I think the president understands that uh, that will be the signature achievement of this Congress. Uh, they're not going to do anything nearly as large and, and uh, you know, far-reaching in its implications as that this year. And so that's kind of what they need to bet the election on, is to explain to the public the benefits of that. So I expect that's going to be a major focus of the speech. And I'm sure he'll also have a lot of national security stuff in there. And, you know, ISIS is uh in territorial control and, you know, various related foreign policy successes, I'm sure, will, will loom large in there. And then, of course, I'm sure he'll talk about his immigration proposal and uh, try to try to get the public on his side on that very challenging issue. And then I expect there's going to be a big pivot to infrastructure and uh, selling the infrastructure plan that the White House is planning to roll out right after the speech. And so I don't know exactly what the details of that are going to look like, but that'll probably be the next big thing in Washington. All right. Phil, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. If you see CPAC, make sure you stop by uh, the station. We'd be happy to have you on the air, and, uh, uh, you know, we'll treat you to some chicken wings or something. How's that? <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Oh, bye-bye. All right. Phil Kirpin, president of America Commitment. That's americacommitmentoneword.org. You can always check out that website. You'll find out some uh, interesting information by uh, going there and looking and seeing some of the information that they uh, check in let's check in uh, with uh, our good folks uh, from pi roofing pi roofing and uh, home solutions your roof leak detectives they now have a group of people that work with them that can take care of the damage done by the leak that gets through your roof that uh, pi roofing has been known to fix for many 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 years but now if you need some interior painting, drywall repair, exterior painting, maybe some carpentry work, insulation replaced, ventilation taken care of, they can take care of all of it for you. Joel Johnson now gives you full, full service. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, PI Roofing and Home Solutions, PIRoofing.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.